my getting ready to record process included eating a bunch of uh, sweaty cheese and also a cupcake. Ew! I'm disgusting, Sylvia. I will eat anything as long as it's not moving too much, really. You know that you and cheese are a bad combination. Yes. But we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Well, and we'll cross that bridge Boo. Boo. Um, I finished making dinner, which was just chicken nuggies. Ooh, I love chicken nuggies. I made fries, but they came out terrible, so I threw them away. Oh my god. Me and Eric had, like, a Red Baron experience the other day with some, like, frozen fries. <laughs> it was awful. Should we should we explain on pod what the Red Baron experience was? Why Red Allison came to my house when I still lived at home. I was like, let's not spend money on takeout. I'm going to go buy, I'm going to go to ShopRite and buy a frozen pizza for us to eat. I was like, well, what's this one? Red Baron, never had it before, but it looks like a good price. Let's get it. And I cooked it. (laughs) Me and Allison took turns running to the bathroom the rest of the day. It was... I, I swear, like, I saw the face of God that day. I, I didn't think I was going to make it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I accidentally poisoned us yeah. with Red Baron pizza. Yeah, so um, that's basically what Eric did with these bags. Just, like, curly fries from a bag. I have no idea what brand they were, because he made them all, like, half asleep. Alright, so, well now they're called the Red Baron fries. Yeah, they're just, like, curly fries, and I'm like, oh yeah, of course I want some curly fries, so he made them, and then we had them, and all night was just agony. Welcome back to another episode of... Uh... <laughs> I'm Allison. I'm Sylvia. Today's part two. Part two. But yes, we had much to say last week on the topic of people of color in the goth community. So much so that we have decided to make a part two. This one's for all you guys who are like, hey, let's not talk about this. We're talking about it more. We weren't done talking about it. Yes. And honestly, we're never gonna be done. Another but... one. So we're just gonna pick off, pick, pick up, pick, pick up right where we left off. In the middle of cultural appropriation. Bringing back Adora Baprat into this. When do we have our bindis? They are a colored dot worn on the center of the forehead, originally by Hindus and Jains from the Indian subcontinent. It is associated with the third eye chakra, holds religious significance. I know in the 90s they're super popular, and I see a lot of goths who try to like get away with this by either making it like an upside down cross or like uh, this super big like brooch broached in their forehead yeah it's still a bindi yeah that's like you gotta call them like you see them it's clearly i think it's trying to distance itself from the cultures it was originally associated with and no you still gotta acknowledge that it's Mm -hmm. like this has specific religious and cultural meaning for these people you can't just be like Ooh, cool dot on head. I want to do that. <laughs> cool. No. But speaking of you wanting a cool dot on your head. Yes. So I will fully admit that I used to wear these a lot. 
you know, back in the day, oh, 2000s, everyone had these, I swear. Claire's, uh, Claire's icing, you could buy them anywhere. There were little, like, reusable stick-on bindies. I'm sure they called them something else. It was probably something super, like, whitewashed, like... Probably, like, forehead gems. Yeah, forehead crystal, you know? And I used to wear those. So, yeah, I didn't know anything about Hinduism or Jainism back then. You know, I, I didn't... I was dumb. I didn't know or care or want to take the time to learn any of this stuff. I just wanted to look cool. And for me, at that time, I was like, hey, that's cool. I want it. Flash forward a few years, I'm older, I'm wiser. I learned, hey, things like that aren't cool. Mm-hmm. They hold significance for very specific people, and I'm not one of them. So mm-hmm. I haven't worn any of them in years, and I'm still standing somehow. I learned. You You see, that's another issue when people try to market off of cultural appropriation like that, because then you're selling it to people who don't know, and then they think it's okay. Yeah. And it's like, the onus is definitely also on brands to be more upfront when they're appropriating things, too, because it's also unfair to assume that a consumer is just going to, you know, look into the efficacy of every single thing that they purchase. Mm-hmm. It's just also, you know, companies need to be more aware of this. We need companies to understand that this isn't okay. Next, another symbol type. We have the Ankh. Uh... It, is a... <laughs> it is a symbol of life in ancient Egypt, direct ties to Egyptian mythology and deities. Another usage of the Ankh is in a lot of Afrocentric circles who are, you know, people, groups of black people who are trying to reclaim their heritage after so much of it was lost because Mm. of slavery you know they don't know where their family's from in africa because they were stolen and that is why um you can be proud to be black quote because there isn't a lot of people don't have a specific country to be proud of versus white people where it's like oh i could say like oh i'm from that one over there it's called portugal yeah, and you know, a lot of people are proud of, you know, that mix of countries that their family's from. They'll be like, I'm German, Irish, Italian, all this. Well, I mean, that's great, but a lot of people don't have that same luxury, and they'll never find out where they're from, because mm-hmm. so much of it was lost to time, erased, stolen, taken away from them. So the Ankh has been reappropriated in more recent decades as a symbol of black power so if you're white you can't really do that it's like it's it's so hypocritical that you're you would be taking you know i've seen a lot of very gatekeepy goths wearing onks and it's just like you can't you can't do that Mm -hmm. it's just the hypocrisy of it where it's like you are so blatantly racist and yet you know, you're decking yourself in symbols made by people of color. It's like any any racist, they have to give up everything that they know and love that was made by people of color. That's the rules. I wish you, you can't you can't hate us and then be like, oh man, but those onks though, they're so sweet. I'm like, no, you don't get them anymore. 
You should have never gotten them in the first place. Next. I honestly don't see this specifically very rampant in the goth community, although I do see it there. Native American headdresses. Do we really in 2020 need to explain why this is no, don't do Ask that? every white girl at Coachella. I, I still don't understand how no one like gets this. This is from our good friend Wikipedia. So headdresses are feathered headgear traditionally worn by male leaders of American Plains Indian nations who have earned a place of great respect in their tribe. And sometimes they're worn in battle, sometimes they're worn for ceremonies, but what they aren't are costumes. It's very popular with like the music festival scene is where I really see a lot of people appropriating the headdress also you know because of course halloween which i think that's really interesting <laughs> it's like oh yeah this is a costume it's not like these people are real or anything america was founded by blonde-haired blue-eyed jesus and no one was here before him <laughs> yeah they're only called native americans because it sounds fun yeah it doesn't actually mean they're native they told native americans to go back to their country Ugh, yes. It's like, no, you go back to your country. Oh my god, did you see that? There was a thing I uh, posted the other day where it's like, racists in New Jersey will say, speak English, <laughs> but then they live in Sukasana or Weehawken or Hohokus or Hoboken or Mawa or Secaucus or Red Bank or... It's just listing like all of these real places, mostly real places. Mostly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, hobo. I could. I real. honestly, <laughs> I honestly couldn't tell if some of those names were real. Um, I'm like, okay, I know like at least nine of these places. Yeah, some of them I didn't know, but there's so many places in Jersey I don't know them. Just like I, I believe you. We have an egg harbor. I'm trying to think of like, I'm like, what is something that's like kind of sacred to us that if someone else wears a costume, it's like, how dare you? Wait, like. To us, what do you mean this far? Oh, sorry. At, at least, like, me. Uh-huh. Girl. So, yeah, I have no specific examples for this because um, white people don't specifically have a certain symbol, article of clothing, object, thing that is sacred and should only be used for one certain type of event or one certain type of person. I don't know why do some goths wear this because they're they're not wearing it to Coachella. Yeah, I was gonna say. Well, I mean, goths have other music festivals. That I don't know specifically. Um, it kind of goes back to that one type of goth that we didn't really talk about too much in our types of goth episodes, but it was in the notes where it's tribal mm -hmm. goth. <laughs> Basically, com almost ninety eight percent cultural trope yes so with tribal goth and originally we, we cut that out of the episode because you know we want to look into it more but i feel like now's the perfect time to mention that tribal goth is a lot of white people with dreadlocks headdresses things clearly borrowing from native american and first nations cultures anything that seems is exotic or mysterious and there's a lot of problems with that. You know what it kind of reminds me of? Mm. 
people who look at some like religious rituals that go on in other countries and other cultures and they're just like this is so weird and like macabre yeah it's like i'm gonna wear it all the time it's not cool when those people were told historically hey you can't do this you can't wear this no this is you know this is uncultured this is for savages you need to dress more like us and be refined and blah 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 when the descendants of those people are now like oh my god this is so cool and trendy i want to wear this that's that's like that's a huge generational slap in the face just don't do it yes like use my bindi example used to wear them found out they have significance outside of hey they look cool stopped wearing them and i don't want to hear no bs about like it's just feathers or it's just a hat no it's not yeah maybe to you to you specifically it is but to other people it's not now while appropriating these images clothing items etc is bad they're could be light at the end of the tunnel some people color drops actually find connection to their cultures this way which i always say that you know it doesn't matter where your journey starts as long as you get there doesn't make this right though (laughs) doesn't mean you could do it you know don't do these things with the excuse of like i'm gonna help someone really find themselves this way no you're you're not brenda maybe let the poc gods take care of that for you let them take let them take that cross it's like let them find themselves you don't need to white savior them but that's a that's a whole plate of cookies for another glass of milk mainstream goth is always portrayed as witchy occult and an otherworldly aesthetic taking imagery and inspiration from judeo-christian mythology you know antichrist the devil yeah you see it's my daddy yeah satan's (laughs) get out of here but yeah you also see you know if you've seen a goth wearing a cross a hamsa it's it's all the same so that's where all this is coming from is those that type that branch of religion Mm -hmm. the amount of like i mean we've already kind of discussed this before you know there's the gothic cathedral and a lot of religious imagery oh man we should do like goth bible study someday that would be fun Ooh, i'm down Cause that's a thanks. Write that down. That's a whole thing. Oh, thanks. The note taker has returned. Aside from the Christian stuff, because you know, whatever. There's bigger issues in our world than goths wearing crosses. No, this is truly the most important thing happening right now. <laughs> but you know, the same way a Christian would feel is how a person of color feels when they see their culture used as a prop or as an accessory except you know they're not the dominant culture so they have less people backing them and less also willing to hear them out also catholics aren't being made fun of harassed or even prevented from practicing their religion well at least in this country like sorry worldwide a good majority of the world's catholics are you Mm -hmm. know they're they're good other imagery that goths like to incorporate into fashion as well as other things are traditions from voodoo and santeria that are distinctively african and latinist roots 
It's interesting. I do see this less than Judeo-Christian mythology, and I think that's because so much, many more goths come from that background and sort of appropriate imagery from it to rebel against it. But at the same time, it's weird when, you know, like, people from the suburbs are, like, invoking images from African and Caribbean Hispanic religions. Because it's like, well, I can kind of understand where you're coming from, where you're making a statement about the religion that you grew up with. But then what do you have to say about this? You know, what are you trying to say? You're just essentially boils down to this looks cool and scary. I want it. It's the religious version of I'm going to date a black guy to make my parents mad. Darn it, Miley Cyrus. It's like, and we talked about this a little bit before with the Ankh. That's something that came from Egyptian mythology. And unfortunately, amongst a lot of people in the goth community, it's kind of lost its original meaning. And it's just become like cool, cool, loopy thing, you know? Cool, loopy thing. That's what the kids call me. Now, I see here in the notes you also included symbols like snakes, skulls, and bones. And I could see where this might become an accidental thing because alone, snakes, skulls, and bones are images that people who are goth will gravitate towards. But I feel like it's one of those things where you might accidentally yeah. <laughs> grab something you probably shouldn't grab. Put yes. that back. So, yeah, it's just, it's all about just being careful and knowing where things coming from. Like, we're not here to scream at you. I have an example for this. When my parents came back from Portugal, they got me a souvenir, which was a um, a talisman keychain to protect against the evil eye. Mm -hmm. And you guys have probably seen it. It's basically a blue eye. Yes. And yeah. So when I originally got it, this wasn't exactly something... I mean, I've heard of Evil Eye, I knew what it was, but this wasn't something my family talked about super openly, so I wasn't even sure this was something I, I could have. So like an adult, I took to the internet to find out. Turns out Portuguese people do absolutely believe in this stuff, and it is common for them to carry these things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, just the Google, the Google machine is right there. You know, don't be afraid to ask questions. That is something... Mm -hmm. I don't like is that a lot of people will immediately attack people when they see them, you know, appropriating stuff. And I think I've said before, like the easiest way to get someone to not listen to you is to yell at them. Mm -hmm. So it's like, as long as you're like, Hey, you know, you might be a little bit misinformed about this or, you know, this has significance that maybe the information wasn't given to you, but just try to be more careful, you know, always open up, like that and people will be more willing to hear mm -hmm. fortunately you will get those people who take it as a personal affront and it's like you can't really do much in that instance this is actually interesting because i mean if you've been here from episode one you've also been following me on my exploration into witchcraft and one thing i was curious about was like is there anything specific for Portuguese people, like people of my culture. And I got like a whole book on it and everything and basically concluded kind of is the answer because Portuguese people in their past history of contributing to the slave trade. Um, Yay! 
managed to steal or not steal at least the way this book put it incorporate some cultures because some parts (laughs) no no because some parts of portugal were actually extremely against the trade and were actually like harboring people so cultures kind of intermingled Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like the lines are completely blurred on what was originally portuguese and what was adopted or incorporated or appropriated from other places Mm -hmm. that's kind of similar to what i've experienced like looking back uh culturally like what i can lay claim to and really it's just like a mess of things because i'm puerto rican so i have colonizer and colonized blood in me i do have family directly from spain i have african family i have indigenous taino family so it's just like i don't know what's what anymore (laughs) and it's it's hard finding out like where you place yourself in all of this basically all we can do which is what we're kind of encouraging you guys to do and all things that you might not be too sure of, or maybe someone on the internet is telling you, hey, that's appropriation, is do a little research. Yeah, look it up. It's okay to not know things. That's what the the internet's there for. Educate yourself a little bit. Hey, you might find out that that person on the internet is wrong. Yeah. Honestly, there's stuff in here that we could be wrong about, even though we did Oh, absolutely. If we're wrong about anything, please let us know. We're human beings. We're not perfect. And we're going to continue to learn. Email us, add us, or shoot us a DM. Write us an angry letter. We have a P.O. box. Don't send us bad things. Well, it depends on the bad thing. If you want to send us, like, a severed foot... Send it to Allison. I'm not going to say anything. You put it on my side of the P.O. box. I don't want that. One thing we bring up a lot in this podcast that we just kind of did is witchcraft because the imagery the imagery and practices from witches tends to bleed into goth culture just gonna say i know we say it a million times we're gonna say it a million and one times not all goths are witches not all witches are goth yes there's a venn diagram it's not a perfect circle there's intersection Mm -hmm. but you do see a lot more people young people in the goth subculture and in everywhere embracing more earth-based religions it's just a fact that a lot of people are becoming more disgruntled with organized religion and a lot of them are taking to more nature-based religions so paganism wicca neo-paganism witchcraft and so you see a lot of that in the uh the newer goth aesthetic you see like a lot of people using like hashtag witchy hashtag witchy woman if you go on any alternative uh website for clothing you'll probably find a few things that you know call to mind imagery of witches and witchcraft mm-hmm. they intersect we don't make the rules yes the thing is whew, the goth community has its own issues with appropriation and so does the witch community. We were talking before about White Sage, how mm-hmm. so many people just take that as like a baseline thing that witches do. It's like, oh yes, all witches smudge with White Sage. But that comes from a very specific culture 
and was appropriated from them to like this universal thing, which it was never meant to be, which is why you see now that it's over harvested is because everyone's doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if it continues that way, then no one will be able to do it. You know, I've actually read somewhere and I need to do a little more research, but I've heard that um, non-native people can't even smudge like smudging in itself is specific to that culture mm-hmm. and we white white people have smoke cleansing but i've also heard that some people like no that's not for you either so i got mm-hmm. i gotta dip my toes a little more yeah. it's like all this stuff it's there's a lot of stuff that goes into it you know there's a lot of thing research into finding because a lot of cultural roots are tangled because of colonialism, history, things getting wiped out. And mm-hmm. so there's a lot we don't know fully yet. There's conflicting sources, too. So it does, it's it's not easy figuring this stuff out, but you gotta mm-hmm. at least put in the effort. So witchcraft in itself is very appropriative. Yes. And maybe we'll do a whole episode on it. There's a lot of things unique to that situation that we could get into but we just want to talk about that specific aspects of that exists in the goth community and is near and dear to our hearts because mm-hmm. there can even be a lot of um goth people who will be like oh no like i'm not a witch or no i don't do any of that type of stuff mm-hmm. and they're like posing their tea with uh, tarot cards yes you got tarot cards you like pentagrams crosses a cool rock okay wait <laughs> not, not the cool rock you know we I'm could joking. share rocks now we're gonna move on to specifically calling out dolls kill yes because, because no one else has done that yet well i mean yeah it, they're <laughs> especially getting it now because they've had some more recent controversies i'm glad they're getting their like reckoning right now <laughs> this is like a case study into how it's not just individuals that perpetuate this, it's also brands who are Mm -hmm. completely clueless on where certain things come from, don't want to do the research, and really, unfortunately, aren't willing to listen when people are like, hey, this is really offensive, or that's not cool. We're going to briefly touch on certain things that Doll's Kill has done that are not cool. And we'll provide links with more information in the description because honestly, if we wanted to do, if we wanted to talk more in depth about this, we would be here. We could make like a whole series mm-hmm. on things they've done wrong. I just also want to say that these links, one is a blog just dedicated to everything wrong with Dolls Kill, and the Good. other is just the hashtag boycott Dolls Kill. And that's really concerning when a company has this many controversies and it just keeps happening over and over again Mm -hmm. so one that i always see people talk about all the time is art theft yes so they are known to either buy from other smaller brands or from their original own in-house brand they will often steal art from artists you know small on artists and use it as their own without giving any credit or commission or letting the artist even know (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's very gross and i would like to think we don't have to explain why that's awful one example i have for that is um 
I think this happened last year or two years ago. So whenever this happened, another year before, <laughs> um, the owner of Dolls Kill commissioned this um this girl on the internet who made a Max from Where the Monsters Are costume. Where the Wild Things Are. Where the Wild Things Are. Thank you for correcting me. <laughs> That's all good. His name is Max, though, right? Yes, yes, his name is okay. Max. I got that part. <laughs> and um, the following year, Dolls Kill started selling an exact replica of it. Wow, that's so interesting. I'm sure the artist was credited, and all this happened with their permission. If it did, we wouldn't be talking about it. Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like... That's not cool. And that's just the one case of them actually buying it first. Yeah. A lot of these other things are like, hey, you stole this like image that I drew and you put it on a t-shirt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, you can't do that. It's like, it's fine. You can do that for like finding profile pics where you just like Google something and then, oh, um, you know, this is my profile picture on Facebook now. You can't do that when you're profiting off of it. Mm-hmm. And then next we have their cases of transphobia. So I actually wasn't really aware of this. If you have specific examples, please spill the tea. There's this one specific story where they hired um, a trans model and basically during their photo shoot made their life hell when making fun of them, making comments and just being completely awful and they're like you hired me yeah and you're literally pointing and laughing at me right that's disgusting that poor model yeah it's like why why even bother you're just so mm -hmm. clearly doing this to attack someone i think they wanted brownie points but. You, can't, you can't get brownie points <laughs> if the model afterwards was like, hey, I was hor horrifically abused on the set of this. They encourage rape culture with a t-shirt that said, dead girls can't say no, and an entire line based on the Lolita book no, slash movie. Sylvia, you just don't understand. When they say dead girls can't say no, that means like they, they can't say no to like getting the best out of life clearly clearly that's what they meant yeah <sighs> it's just it's like that other shirt you know goth is white there's so many ways you can take that and not just the very obvious way that they're saying that dead girls can't give consent because they're dead sorry my mistake let's instead talk about <laughs> um selling quote-unquote new lipstick that has clearly been opened and used i didn't even know about that that is absolutely disgusting and unhygienic mm -hmm. i don't believe in any type of apology that is fueled by money yeah it's like if there's dollars behind it it's automatically going to be less genuine because it's like you're not really sorry you're just sorry you got caught and are now going to lose some money i mean hey Allison, you received a brand new lipstick, but it's clearly been opened and used, and you reach out to customer service. How would you feel if they responded to you 
and told you to get your panties out of your ass. Oh, I would be thrilled. Yeah, well, that's exactly the type of response someone got. There, I've seen, like, screenshots of emails that they've sent their customers, and it's shameful. It's embarrassing. Mm -hmm. If they were, I don't, this is an issue, (laughs) you know, with the beauty and fashion community as a whole, not just goth brands, but the lack of professionalism is just downright disturbing. It's like, if, if you were in like a, a corporate situation and you told someone that like you told one of the higher ups that or a customer colleague whatever bye you know pack up your cubicle you're gone but for some reason you know beauty and fashion brands have become very clicky and they're they're like that i don't like it i feel like it has something to do with that they want to seem appealing to like younger customers so they're like oh you know we're quirky and we're sassy just like you guys like ha 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 take a chill pill no big deal but when someone complains (laughs) you have to be an adult you know you if you want to be quirky and sassy and handling a complaint you know you could kind of be like whoops my bad tote sorry we are looking into the case and we're going to like totally fix it Sorry, you even had to deal with this. Like, ugh, oh my god. I mean, this is still completely unprofessional, but oh, at yeah. least it's better than. It's like, can you imagine if you know you were at your job and you responded to, you know, a client, customer, you know, someone, it with that tone of response, your boss would be like, "No, get out of here." Sometimes, like, I've just completely given up trying to be like relatable or a human to customers because they don't want that whenever i try to like make a joke or something they usually don't get it and they get insulted even and like i'm not saying like rude things can't imagine talking to a customer like that yeah it's like i again you would just immediately be out on the street you know you're gone Mm -hmm. in any other field but for some reason, you know, maybe if they're trying to be relatable or, you know, try to get that like brand personality that some brands have about themselves. It's like it's it's just so off-putting and unappealing when it comes to dealing directly with your fan base. And that's your response is to belittle their concerns and complaints. Yeah, well, Dolls Kill, like infamous apology began with we effed up. Which is exactly, you know, what I'm what I'm trying to say here. Like they're trying to be quirky and relatable yeah. because from a professional standpoint, you don't open up with we effed up. Yeah. That's so unprofessional and unkempt. They also this case kind of went under the radar a little bit, but they're also super ableistic or I don't I don't under, I don't know the right word for ableist. that sentence. Ableist. <laughs> They are ableist. Thank you. So they basically extended like a sponsorship collaboration with a few models, influencers, and they revoked it for this one girl. You know, they said, oh, sorry, you know, we spots are filled. And, you know, she was kind of like, oh, you know, that sucks. But moving on. And then she found out all of her other friends are, um, getting offers and they're even telling them like oh if you have any recommendations let us know and she's like um 
what's going on? And she found out her offer was revoked because they found out that she uses mobility aids. No, because, like, it's really hard to, like, photograph someone that way. You want to know what makes it even worse? What? She's not someone who consistently needs them. So they can't they can't even use that as a type of excuse. It's not an excuse to begin with. Yeah. And even if they wanted to, they can't. No, it was just all a misunderstanding. We effed up. <laughs> and now the biggest whammy of them all. And most recent. And most related to the topic of this episode. They are so hacking racist. Incredibly. It's horrendous. A lot of companies in this current climate are letting their true colors shine and big surprise turns out McDonald's kill is still trash because their response to all the protests that are happening around the US and rightfully so you know calling for a revision of our law enforcement system because it is filled with systemic oppression just constantly there's every facet of it from how law enforcement is trained to the prison system is designed to harm minorities specifically black people and we have to deal with that it's it's a broken system that we need to fix and that's how people have been drawing attention to it is through protest dolls kill (laughs) how they chose to address this on their social media was to post a picture of guards and police officers in riot gear in front of their store yes in front of their store and of course you know there's this whole thing where they're like oh no you you misunderstood the picture you know it's i wanted to take a picture of the protest or you know this is the picture just what was happening in front of me spoke to me this is um the person who took the picture was the founder of doll's kill i believe i want to see what her exact caption was because i remember it's very questionable she put direct action in its glory hashtag black lives matter she put a picture of police officers in riot gear in front of her store captioned it direct act direct action in its glory and hashtagged it black lives matter yeah i i don't know how else you're supposed to interpret that it's like everything else with them it's like how else do you interpret goth is white mm-hmm. you're just you're so clearly just going back on what you said before to you know save your own tail and you know she she made a big thing she didn't really it was like one of those half-hearted apologies like they're known to do where it's like oh no that's just you know the image that i was faced with at the time and i found it really striking and meaningful but, but, but that alone yeah you found that image striking and meaningful yeah it wasn't the people protesting peacefully it was the people in riot gear that spoke to you in front of your store it's just it's so tone deaf and you know we've seen it time and time again from them so the fact that they're also so racist shocks me but also doesn't and the thing is you know this isn't the only brand that has instances like this where they mess up and then you know it just 
falls to the wayside and then they mess up again and again and again and again it's like we as consumers also we need to we need to stop this we need to stop supporting brands like this and you me and minna also talked about another brand slash icon who's infamous for this jeffree star who all you know him and doll spill they always find ways to worm their way out of trouble but they also don't learn anything ever because mm-hmm. then a few months later it's something new yeah and it's it's always always it's like how many times well you know i'm kind of with minna here you know i also believe in like second chances and i believe in like learning and growing and you're a better person but when this is something that happens again and again and again and again you're not learning you're not growing you're not sorry it's i feel like because you know alternative communities are so small people are like you know you got to support your own even if they're questionable no no you don't <laughs> you really don't you have no because you know what the founder of dollskill jeffrey Star, they're laughing all the way to the bank they do not care about you they care about your money and that's it Mm-hmm. They're not sorry about what they said. They're sorry that they lost the paycheck because it, of it. Exactly. Yes. You can have brands that you like, but you need to realize they're not people. They don't return that feeling to you. You know, we talked about brand loyalty in an earlier episode. We both have brands that we, you know, we regularly buy their products because we like them. But I know that, you know, they wouldn't. They wouldn't do anything for me personally because they're a brand. It's not a person. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to Kat Von D. You and me used to swear by that brand up and down. And then we found out Kat was a terrible person. And, you know, we didn't, like, throw away our stuff because she already has our money for that. Yeah. But we stopped shopping. No matter yeah. how tempting the new products were. Yeah. And then, you know, we got rewarded because now she doesn't profit off of that anymore. <laughs> Yeah. And don't give me no excuse about, oh, well, this is the only place where I can find X, Y, Z. No. No. The world is wide. Yeah. Again, you know, do some research. You can go on Etsy. Etsy is amazing. You want to know a perfect example? What? So as you know, I'm trying to avoid fast fashion as much as possible. Uh But I saw this swimsuit that someone was wearing online. And I'm like drooling over it. I need it. Mm-hmm. But the only place I find it available is um, Shine. It's up there with like Romwe and yeah, those huge like fast fashion brands. Mm-hmm. I am still scouring the internet to find one that's a little reasonably priced because Etsy creators work very hard and they want a huge chunk of change for their artwork. And I totally respect that, but that is not in my budget. Yeah. No, I I completely understand that. You know, it goes back to our, you know, the whole when we were talking about how the system under capitalism is broken, and that needs also a lot of fixing and revision. Where it's like it's, you know, the companies that do the best, you know, do the things the quickest, you know, take advantage of the most people, mm-hmm. pay people the least amount. Yeah. It's like that tri- that trifecta of Venn diagram, mm-hmm. where it's like, it's either going to be fast and cheap, and it's not going to be ethical, 
or it's going to be ethical and fast, but it's not going to be cheap, or it's going to be ethical and cheap, but it's not going to be fast. You can't get all three, unfortunately. Yeah. For some things, I would even throw quality in there. Okay, let's put quality in the middle. That complicates it a little bit. But, you know, when something is handmade by someone who does for a living, it's often going to be of higher quality because they have a lot more to lose than, you know, Amazon, who's churning out these things, you know, in no time at all. That was a little segue, but... Yeah. I mean, it still has to do with this topic we need basically to... saying there's no there's no excuse to continue to forgive these racist people yes it's like if you see something happening if it's not directly affecting you you still have an obligation to do something about it do you really want to be associated with this brand who has done all of these things wrong especially right now on oh my goodness everyone is covering their butts all these brands we were talking about killstar before and you know we've Googled Killstar stuff before in the past, but only now have they cut ties with Dolls Kill. Mm-hmm. Only now when they had a very incredibly inappropriate reaction to the protests that are happening right now. It wasn't the ableism that did it. It wasn't the promotion of rape culture, the questionable products, the stealing. It wasn't any of that that did it. Because this is getting so much attention, and rightfully so. That's when, okay, we're seriously going to lose money if we're affiliated with Dolls Kill, so bye. They didn't see Dolls Kill's post and was like, ooh, no, that's messy, I'm leaving now. No, they waited for people to, like, get infuriated and then were like, cut ties, cut ties. Yeah, and, you know, that's what, again, going back to what we were talking about before, that's what we talk about when we say that there's levels of racism you know you have the people who blatantly say racist things and you also have people who put up with it don't say anything about it until that person lost their job or you know is was filmed and is all over the media now Mm -hmm. silence is violence you know those aren't just a string of words you have an obligation and yeah, it's scary to stand up to someone who was your friend or your colleague or your family. But do you really want to be associated with someone who has that level of hate inside of them? Is I, I, I'm curious. I, I really want to know because I don't understand how people can see and hear stuff like this and just be like, eh. You know, this is... um. Slightly unrelated, but timely, because I shared a thing today about um, Chick-fil-A, where everyone's like, since we're paying attention now, can we stop, like, eating at Chick-fil-A? And um, hair flip here, because I said something that I thought was super, like, profound, where I'm like, their food isn't even that good, and even if they had the best chicken in the world, are you going to sit here and tell me that poultry is more important than someone's life? Oh, it's fine. It's just, you know, they donate however many millions of dollars to anti-gay groups and also don't want their employees associated with the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm-hmm. It's and like, for those of you who are thinking, oh, well, the donation money doesn't do anything, though. It does. Well, <laughs> thanks to that, um, conversion therapy is still legal in some states. 
thanks to all the donations that that politician man got from Chick-fil-A. Yeah, no, it's like this money isn't just stock being stockpiled in a warehouse somewhere. It is being used. And it's being used in very hurtful ways. So I don't care how good their lemonade is or how good their sauce is. Go to the chicken shack, you know, a few blocks down. You'll, I promise you it's better. <laughs> it's cheaper. You'll get more. And you won't be supporting homophobes. I can guarantee mm-hmm. you. Well, you can't, you can't guarantee I that. will guarantee 100%. <laughs> I'm, I'm very angry at Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, it's another example of people getting, people making brands into like a part of their personality. Where I've seen people who, they, they support Chick-fil-A even more now. And I was like, wow, that says a lot about you. Yeah. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, it's just, you know, oh, they, their lemonade's just really good. I'm like, okay. I'm not speaking out of my butt here, by the way. I've eaten at Chick-fil-A, I think, like twice in my life. Both times. Not good. Not worth it. Yeah. Once I got sick. Oh, that's not good. I, it's <laughs> like, there's they put, like, anti-gay poison into their stuff, probably. <laughs> there's, there's ghosts in the chicken strips. <laughs> uh, okay. So this is definitely one of the more difficult things to talk about, I mean, personally, is um, the existence of Nazis in the goth community. First of all, what the hell are you doing still alive in 2020? Go a lot of nerve. Yeah, it's like, go back to the 1940s and die. No, don't. No, just, just drop. Don't go back anywhere. Just drop right yeah, now. Yeah, just, just, just explode. No one will miss you. Give me $20. Stop existing. It's like that Spongebob meme. It's like, how many times do I have to teach you this lesson, old man? <laughs> Honestly. It's like every every so often, I wonder why there's been such an influx in Nazis ever since Trump got elected. Mm, wow. Mm. Interesting. Mm. But yes, unfortunately, you do see this in the goth community. Um, we don't have to explain to you guys why Nazis are bad, right? Apparently... We, we apparently you have to to some people but i'm pretty sure our viewers are smart enough to know why good and if you're not just i'm not gonna i'm not gonna hold your hand here i'll hold your hand and tell you every single little definition in the world but i'm not gonna tell you why nazis are bad just google it yeah it's like um millions of millions of lives millions and they're back one thing with the goth community is that you see a lot of fetishization of military insignia um clothing things like that which in itself can be problematic it can be it's not always but also it's a touchy subject so unfortunately because of this fetishization a lot of people mix in Nazi iconography into their dress. Unfortunately, mm. you see the reappropriated swastika, which is taken from Hinduism and originally was not associated with genocide, but now it is. And you can't just pretend like it isn't. You see the Iron Eagle, you see specific Nazi uniforms because they're hashtag aesthetic. 
However, we are living in a world where there is a resurgence in Nazis and their beliefs in this country. It's on the rise. It's very scary for a lot of people. They all, Nazis, they just want blonde-haired, blue-eyed white people to be in this world. Able-bodied, straight, yes. mentally stable. Yes. And it's like, all, there's not gonna, if they had their way, there would be no people of color. Yeah. All, all of us would be gone. Because, you know, we're inferior or impure or whatever nonsense they want to believe. So, if you see any goths mixing Nazi iconography into their outfits, punch them. Punch them. And if they say, no, I'm just doing it to be, like, edgy or controversial, punch them twice. Because that's not, just stupid. Yeah, it's not edgy, it's not controversial, you're not making a statement, you're not cool. You are feeding a monster. You know what statement it makes? You're an idiot. Yeah. You're an insensitive, horrible person, trash, monster, idiot. Yeah. It's not cool. It doesn't Give make you Give me $20 and leave. Yeah. <laughs> it makes you a fascist. And it says that, you know, all these people around me, all the people of color, all the queer people, all the people with disabilities, I'd rather see them dead. And you might not think that because you're just wearing the cool symbol, but that's the message that it sends no matter what you think. It doesn't matter what you think. You mm -hmm. chose to incorporate symbols that signify something bigger than yourself. So that's what people are going to see. And don't get mad if someone punches you in the street for it. You, you're asking for it. Mm-hmm. It's like this is the only instance where you, they were asking for it means it. Mm -hmm. In Germany, swastikas are just flat out illegal. They have done the most as a country to learn from their past mistakes because they made some monumental ones. And we're not mm -hmm. going to explain everything that happened in World War II, but absolutely. For, That's a whole other podcast. Yeah. We, we're not going to explain World War II on this podcast. Wait for our goth World War II podcast coming. Never. But, you know, they have done the most in terms of trying to make sure this never happens again by teaching the evils of Nazism to their people. Mm -hmm. And... Unfortunately, in America, even though we fought against the Nazis, a lot of time you see them glorified, you know, whether it be in films, TV shows, you know, fashion statements. It's disgusting. And that's mm -hmm. why we are having this resurgence. And we need to snuff it out as quickly as possible. Because we can't have these people running around and expect to not have another World War II. So if you see a Nazi, punch, punch them and steal them and steal their wallet. Yeah. They don't need it. Kick them in the dick so they can't have kids. Or whatever they may have going on. Yes. But both of us, we don't advocate, advocate people being nasty or violent or bullying one another for minor oh, things. Never. That's not the message. I'm not saying, like, just accuse people of Nazism and punch them. 
when they when they outright express their beliefs that hey i want these people dead that's different that is a threat in my eyes and that yep. then you're you have all the right in the world to defend yourself i don't know when punching nazis became controversial but it never is don't yeah. listen to them i say we we make it a regular and common practice hashtag punch nazis yes make sure you wear lots of really sharp rings too mm-hmm. you know get those nice goth rings you know like the spirally dragon ones and just just go to town so another issue we have isn't necessarily the goth community has but people of color feeling ostracized by their own communities for being goth which is different for white people who might feel ostracized for being goth just because you live in the suburbs and everyone's in pastels and you're in black is not the same story yeah i think when we were talking to minna they made a really good point and i definitely felt this way where it feels like sometimes being alternative or you know specifically in our cases goth kind of feels like at times it's it's it conflicts with our being people of color mm-hmm. and unfortunately from both sides from the goth community and from our own families and friends we that's kind of like affirmed where I remember on my my goth journey during my baby bad days, a lot of my family was concerned for my soul because they thought I was going to burn in hell for what I was doing or what I looked like or, you know, the media that I consumed. And, you know, that hurts to hear on top of other goths saying, oh, you're really, you're not that goth, you know, you're not listening to the right music, you're not doing this right, you're not doing that right. So you just get left in this weird limbo. It's like, what do I do? Do I be a person of color or do I be goth? And the answer is, you can be both. Heck, people that say that you have to pick one or the other. I'm sorry, this is like a topic where I really can't put too much input on. This is oh, all good. you. All right. It's the Allison show now. <laughs> so um, specifically with my family, my mom's side of the family, hardcore Catholic, hardcore. And I'm not saying that all Hispanics or Puerto Ricans are. It's just something that was ingrained in them. That was their culture. You know, we had Spanish missionaries coming over to Puerto Rico and basically drilling Catholicism into the heads of everyone that was there and intermingling with them in a way where that became the dominant religion. They were very superstitious. I mean, that's another stereotype, but it was very true of my family where they they very much believed that the devil was real and hell was real. And, you know, my grandmother saw me watching music videos and kiss came on and she was like those people worship the devil and i was like i knew better as a kid but it's still it's strange to hear that because it's like i I honestly don't like kiss that much but you know i was very into heavy metal and that scene very much growing up and and i still am to an extent and to hear that from someone who helped raise you raised you it's like well do you think 
I worship the devil? Do you hate me now? You know, it stuff like that contributed to why I kind of stopped being goth for the longest time. Because, you know, I was just like, can't win with anyone. Like, you know, my family thinks that something's wrong with me. You know, the non, the people outside of my family who are non to the subculture think that I'm weird. The people in the subculture think that I don't belong and they're, are very gatekeepy with all these things. So you just feel lost. It's like you're lost in a forest and there's no map. There's no light. You just kind of have to fumble your way through. That, I love that. Like, I love, I love the way you, you just put that, you know, that was beautiful. Thank you. I, I have my moments. You're very profound. Now I'm going to say something stupid. Like, cheese comes in squares, but also circles. And it's gone. <laughs> the dichotomy of me. But yeah, oh. you know, um, that was the whole thing that I had to figure out in life. And unfortunately, I don't have a lot of contact with a good portion of my family because even though I, I'll always love them, it's like I need to be true to myself. When we talked to Minna, uh, they had a lot of similar things to say. And, you know, it was really interesting hearing someone else's perspective because they're the only other person of color who is alternative that I know personally. And I was like, wait, no, this is this is something that a lot of people feel. It's not just me. What? Because I can't speak on this, but I do have a quote. This quote comes from Noseo Feratu. Maybe it is supposed to just be Nosferatu in a really cute spelling. Um, unfortunately, when you are a person of color, you step out and listen to something that's considered to be a white thing immediately, and you are abandoned from your culture. You're abound- You're abandoning your race. Yeah. That's very much how I felt, where it's just like, oh, why don't you just listen to Spanish music? You know, that's what you should be listening to. White boys know what's up when it comes to, like, being sad and angry. Of course they do. (laughs) (laughs) But when it comes time to booty shaking. Oh, no. Then forget about it. No. There's also a lot of racism that stems from this section, too. If you thought we weren't going to talk about music (laughs) on a racist goth episode, you were wrong. Yeah. Oh, no. Sylvia, there's no goth bands of color when you know <laughs> after white people invented music in 1950 the, there was no people of color who made music until like a few years ago right you know that's actually an argument people will use against um, people of color goths they'll be like but there's no goth bands that like look like you so you can't be goth that's hilarious and let's <laughs> absolutely annihilate that way of thinking rock music history pretty much almost always leaves out the contributors of black and brown people yes rock which you know leads into goth rock hard rock heavy metal all of that would not exist without people of color because huge influences on rock and roll 
or blues and jazz, two genres of music that were primarily made up of black people. You can hear it in a lot of early rock and roll slash hard rock. There's a lot of blues influence and they take a lot of things from jazz as far as structure of songs, things like that. You cannot divorce that from its origins. It's incorrect. It's just like saying that, you know, nothing happened before that led up to World War II. It doesn't make any sense. It just happened out of nowhere. Absolutely not. Well, just because people of color have influence on rock music doesn't mean they have any influence on goth music. Okay, so then you don't have goth rock. Also, punk came out of rock. Arguably, punk rock. Rock is in the title. It's a type of rock. We wouldn't have that. We wouldn't have post-punk. We wouldn't have goth rock, goth metal. None of that without these artists. It's like a domino effect. It's like music history is just like all of regular history. It's things leading into each other. And although most bands you may think of in the goth category are white-fronted, you may want to consider the fact that a lot of POC bands get ignored or sidelined. Yes. And it's a very unfortunate reality that that happens in all genres to this day where you can be amazing and talented, but you need to still have that look, that marketability. Because the music industry, it's not overly involved in talent. You know, you gotta be catchy, you gotta be marketable, you gotta have the look. And because nothing is free from traditional beauty standards, a lot of the times the look is very Eurocentric, Blonde hair, blue eyes. Sometimes they'll get a brunette. Duh. <laughs> but almost across the board, fair skin, white people. A lot of people talk about how music was better in the past. And, you know, that could be argued all day and all night. But one thing that we absolutely have to recognize is that the music industry is completely different now. Because so much... You know, it's not about record sales anymore. It's not about album sales. You know, it's about streaming. And a lot of music, it's not as profitable as it used to be. You don't see a lot of things going platinum, triple platinum, whatever. You don't see them selling that many units. So because of that, a lot of more experimental, out there stuff that doesn't quite fit the mold of what they know to be the hit maker, that falls to the wayside. Mm. because literally they can't afford to take gambles or they don't want to take gambles that would end in them losing money potentially so music industry is an ever-changing beast but one thing is for sure it's like if you are even remotely considered an outsider good luck so basically the entire theme of this episode if you haven't gotten it already is racists have no place in the gothic community. None. I don't care. You found that little corner. It doesn't matter. No, you're not welcome. Goths are born out of punk. It is our nature. It is It is our calling. It is our destiny as a to, clan. <laughs> to speak out and fight against injustice. To welcome other 
people, you know, quotes on othered. Yeah. You know? And othered in any way. Except for racist. Yeah. You're not othered because you're racist. You're just racist. You chose Yeah. That. No, that's, yeah. And you're not a minority for being a bigot. Mm-hmm. That doesn't give you the same. That doesn't make you the same. Mm-hmm. False equivalency. <laughs> I got this quote here from Vice, which was, Many goths see their community as one that accepts those who society deems as other, which made the space more welcoming for LGBTQ folks, insiders say, but like any white majority space in a white supremacist world, it's got its issues, which pretty much was this entire episode. Yeah. And if goth was just a flat out racist subculture, I wouldn't be here you know, mm-hmm. in this episode. But it's not. There are bigots in the goth community, and there are a lot of microaggressions that go around to this day. And I love this community with all my heart, and I want to see it get better. It's really interesting because all this reminds me of um, me and Eric were watching this show on Netflix. I believe it's called Hip Hop Evolution, and it's just it's about what it sounds like. It's about the progression of hip-hop as a genre from when it was very underground and not in the mainstream at all to today where, you know, it's a big part of popular music. So a lot of, you know, when hip-hop was starting out, a lot of artists in New York were kind of pushed to only perform at alternative clubs, punk clubs, things like that, because, you know, those were considered, like, two different types of outsiders. So that's when, you know, it's like, hey, you know, you're an outsider, you're an outsider, you go play at those clubs and you stay there. That's where you're allowed to go. And that actually they were met with open arms because so many of these people were so accepting. It's like, wow, you're doing something very cool outside of the norm. We want a part of this. And, you know, like all these old hip hop figures were like, you know, it's so weird. Like you see all these white boys getting down to our music and we were so used to playing it only in our neighborhoods. The fact that they were so accepting really threw them off. And it's like, we need more of that energy. Darn it. Early, alternative and punk clubs could be that accepting why can't we take some of that energy and build something even greater on top of it you're just chock full of beautiful quotes today yep i i drank my smart juice this morning so while doing this research i came across something fascinating what'd you find golfs for trump (laughs) so apparently this is a thing That gave me food poisoning. Don't say that again. And here are the reasons behind some goths are Trump supporters. One, they they see it as the ultimate clash against society and mainstream. Ah, yes. Supporting a capitalist who has billions of dollars to his name, that's definitely not mainstream. It's one of those things of like, I'm just doing this to be edgy type of attitude. Yeah, it's don't even just call it like it is. Just say you're trying to be an edge lord and you're trying to make people upset online. Just say mm-hmm. it. Don't try to make it some profound political statement that you're backing a rich bigot. 
they also admire his talent like is it like it is attitude which i feel like a lot of i'm not racist people say yeah it's kind of like a dog whistle at this point where it's like you know what they really want to say but that's how they hide it it's like oh he just tells it like it is no he doesn't he's an idiot he's one of the (laughs) least well-spoken people i've ever seen in my whole life the next point is kind of goes hand in hand with the first one, which was they think it's cool to idolize trolls. He's not a troll. Yeah. You know, trolls are innocent. No. Uh, they're not innocent, but they're on the internet and yeah, they, they're just some idiot behind they, a screen. Yeah, they're not in the White House. This is my favorite reason behind okay. it. <laughs> they romanticize the idea. Hang on. So they support Trump because he says he's going to bring jobs to America, which are going to be like factory jobs. And they romanticize the idea of working a factory graveyard shift. That is absolutely hilarious. Weird flex, but okay. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? I just want to make absolute pennies working my butt off 12 hours a day and never see my family. It's fine. That's that's what I want. How are you going to go to golf clubs if you work? The graveyard shift. Yeah, just because it has the word graveyard in it doesn't mean it's goth. This is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Like, just say that. <laughs> just, just say you're trying to make your parents angry. Just say it. So, if you made it this far in the episode, you might be thinking to yourself, "Hey, you guys are right. I want, I want, I want to expand my 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 viewpoints a little bit. Can you? Do you know of any?" goth brands or goth bands that you know that that feature people of color in you know but there's all every other buzzfeed list i find that have goth bands on it kind of kind of all kind of a snowfield here well you're in luck because for 12 dollars an hour i will perform at your functions (laughs) birthday parties (laughs) business meetings Weddings, divorce parties, funerals, ritualistic killings. Reach me at 555-555-555-555. I think our website is actually two. Now that we've uncovered that this whole series was just a front to (laughs) support my music career. I'm going to be a white person and steal Allison's idea. We're going to make a running Google Doc of recommendations for you guys. We're yeah. also going to, I guess we'll start with um, when this episode goes live, I'll have the, um, I'll have a blog post because mm-hmm. I, I need to now figure out how to make a public Google Doc where people can only view it. Yeah. And, you know, if you have any others that you would like to see added on because you know they're we're not going to know all of them and if you have any cool ones that you want to recommend to us just message us and we'll make sure they get on that document mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we'll all go on this beautiful journey of discovery together amen peace be with you <laughs> and also with you you can take the Catholic school out of the school, but you can't take the school You can take the Catholic out of school, but you can't take the school Um, Wait, 
You can take the Catholic school kid out of school, but you can't take the Catholic out of the Catholic school kid. Yes. <laughs> this isn't working. You could take the... You... 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 Take... You... School... Um... Cat... Cat... You could take the cat to school. Can I? <laughs> sure. Well, now that we've ended... See, like, this is what I mean. Now my brain is going back into normal Allison mode, where this is the kind of nonsense you could expect from me. <laughs> you and Naruto running already. I'm so happy that we got the amount of support that we did when we said we wanted to do these episodes. Oh my god, me too. You know, because we're we're still baby podcasts. Yeah, it's like we don't we don't have thousands of listeners. We have maybe dozens, and mm-hmm. it's like the fact that so many people wanted to hear this and willingly participate in it. It just it warms my heart. We don't need to tell you for the millionth time not to be racist. Maybe look into some of the things you're interested in. Look into ways that you can help. I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like I'm completely free of racist or colorist thought. It's been ingrained into all of us, even people who are people of color. And I'm always looking to expand my horizons. I want to learn more about the world. And surprise, surprise, I don't like making people uncomfortable. So if I could not do that, I will definitely take that road. Mm-hmm. And you know, if there's anything we did in this episode or said, or if we got something wrong, let us know because we're still learning. Um, we're, I mean, my, we say it on every episode, but this one specifically, you know, correct us. We'll we'll do what needs to be done to fix what was wrong. I know we thank you guys at the end of every episode, but I feel like these two more than ever really thank you. I've, even like listening to this is just one small step forward because mm-hmm. so many people will just want to put their blinders on and say not today it all takes is one small step to start and like we said through this episode it's scary it's hard it's complex but you can do it and to all of our poc goths out there we see you we love you you have a place here you always will, at least at our golf dinner table. Yes. If, if anybody else is kicking you out, come to me. Yeah. We'll we'll have dinner. Making nuggies. Yes. You are goth as heck. No one can police you on that. No one can say you're doing goth wrong. The only way you can do goth wrong is by saying that. Alright. Thank you guys so, 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 so much. Don't forget to subscribe. We put out new episodes every week. Um, Some serious, some fun. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram and our website. Link down below at Goth Topic Pod. You're going to find updates, our own musings, as well as sharing our favorite memes and videos. We also have a Facebook page by the same name, Goth Topic Podcast. All of the links, and there will be a lot, will be (laughs) listed down below. Don't forget to give us a rating on iTunes and we'll shout you out in a future episode. 
Tell us what you think. Shoot us a DM, add us, or email us at gothtopicpod at gmail.com. Shout out to everyone that answered our social media posts and who were willing to share their perspectives and stories and experiences with us. Thank you guys so, 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 so much. And just because this episode is out doesn't mean we don't want to hear your experiences here. Let us know what's going on. Yeah. I mean, I doubt we've contained everything we could talk about in these two episodes. So maybe we can make another one. We can make updated ones. Because Mm -hmm. this is a conversation I want to continue. Because, unfortunately, a lot of people, their social media feeds will go back to normal. You know, and already have. They're not talking about protests or injustice as much, if at all. But this is something we need to continue to talk about and keep in our minds, in our hearts, if we really want to see change. It's not over. It's not a trend. People are still out here fighting. And that's what we'll be doing. Love you guys. Love you guys. Bye. 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 <laughs>